Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Voice of Veritas podcast. I am your host, Ahmed Elatar from the Veritas Customer and Partner Engagement Program. And on today's episode, I am talking with one of the most knowledgeable people here at Veritas. He is superstar technical marketing engineer, Mr. Doward Wilkinson, and we are chatting with him about the latest work we're doing with NetBackup for OpenStack. So let's get right into it. Mr. Doward, what is up, my friend? Hey, Ahmed, how are you doing? I'm so glad to be here with you today to talk about some of the uh, the uh, changes uh, and improvements we're bringing to the OpenStack backup environment. And um, it's exciting stuff. Uh, it's uh, going to be an interesting uh, solution that we're going to be offering to our customers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Dowd, you're, like you said, you're here to tell us about OpenStack, but wait. Hold on. Specifically, you're here to tell us about net backup for OpenStack. So we're really doing this, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, really, really exciting. As I said, uh, we have a lot of customers who have invested in, in an OpenStack infrastructure. And uh, one of the challenges that they continue to have is, is around resiliency. So OpenStack has a lot of features built into it to... Uh, support some snapshots and various other things, but we're, we're really going to supercharge that. And, and let's be clear, we've had an OpenStack solution out there for, for a couple of years now, two years now, mm-hmm. but the, the, the uh, company has started to look at this and said, you know, there is an opportunity here for us. Uh, a lot of our customers who are already net backup users are saying, hey, you know, wouldn't it be great if you guys had something really robust for OpenStack or something that we can leverage our net backup environment as it exists today and take advantage of OpenStack so we didn't have to go out and acquire a point solution to meet all the needs and requirements of OpenStack. So it's it's an exciting uh, uh, situation that we're getting into and it, it's going to continue to evolve. So we'll Right. Out with a a one zero solution, and then and then as time goes on, we'll be constantly improving and adding to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but why now? What is the state of the industry these days, and and how is Net Backup for OpenStack going to really like make a splash now? Yeah, so it's it's interesting, you know. So you know, with the rise of cloud environments, and so everybody's talking about going to the cloud. You know, ten years ago it was kind of a science project, and it's mm-hmm. evolved over time. You know. You know, we're 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 continually raising our 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 expectations for for resiliency, and you know, in in the cloud, distributed applications tend to be responsible for their own resiliency, and they're independent of the underlying infrastructure. So, and and that sort of works well when everything is working well. But as companies are moving more and more existing workloads into public and private environments, they, it's somewhat resiliency is somewhat problematic. Right. Um, it's you know it's common today, in, especially in an OpenStack environment, for for the workloads to be a mixture of of traditional legacy workloads and then new cloud sort of cloud native what we would call cloud native workloads, and so we're really kind of trying to educate the industry that, you know, basically you still need resiliency. You can go to these solutions and you can do a lot of things to to provide a robust environment, but data corruption still occurs. Right. You know? 
uh, you can lose data, people fat finger things. So the solution that we're coming out with is to try and alleviate some of those, those issues and provide the kind of resiliency that net backup customers have mm-hmm. uh, always expected from us in the past. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. But, but let's backtrack for a second, Dad. What are the advantages for customers to go to OpenStack as opposed to, you know, some other cloud solution like AWS or Azure? Sure. Sure. So, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So, you know, there, there are certain market drivers and market trends associated with customers who are, you know, want to make that jump from OpenStack or from AWS to OpenStack, or in some cases they're trying to choose you know, have I reached a point, a tipping point that is I'm paying more money and have a lack of flexibility control over my public cloud environment, say on AWS or or Azure, than if I had bring this in-house and uh, start to manage this within my, uh, you know, traditional IT organization and trying mm-hmm. to address some of these shadow IT kind of environments. And so typically what some customers, uh, you know, say, and, you know, they're, they're, you, it, it changes from, you know, depending on who you're talking to. But typically when you get above, say, six or 700 VMs, it becomes fairly cost effective to start to bring that technology, that virtual cloud, API-driven cloud-native technology in-house and mm-hmm. manage it yourself. And so what do you get with that? You know, you, you get, you know, reasonably fast and easy uh, deployment. Um, you, uh, you know, uh, no vendor lock-in, uh, you know, also ease of regulatory compliance. There's some, some industries out there that actually can't go to the public cloud for an awful lot of things. So when you think of medical, or perhaps you think of things like um, uh, financial, I mean, financial environments want to be able to take advantage of all these great cloud features, API driven and all, but they're kind of limited in what they can put out into a public environment, whether that environment is fairly secure or not, and, and generally they are, but there's limitations on what they can can do. Um, so there's, you know, the, there's that. And then there's also, you know, market trends. I mean, it becomes not particularly cost effective, given the number of smart devices out there and the amount of data that is being generated, it may make more sense to bring that in house and take advantage of you know, the costs that a large corporation or even in some cases a medium corporation could take advantage of in terms of storage costs and compute costs and just the sheer flexibility to meet uh, customer demands through new marketing campaigns and different things like that, that, that you want to spin up really fast. Right. And to a certain extent, you can do that in a public cloud, but you have much more flexibility if you actually own those assets and that infrastructure as a service platform within your organization. And and this is really what some of these, you know, these, uh, pioneers in OpenStack kind of saw like telcos, you know, they, they can take their uh, virtual mobile core and, uh, you know, their mobile core and virtualize it 
with something like SDN and NFV, network function virtualization, and, mm -hmm. and be able to have the flexibility of being able to apply the needs of their customer base quickly and efficiently in a very high performance and robust type of environment. Okay, so I'm hearing two themes here, really. It's the idea of cost and it's the idea of flexibility. Those are the two big things right there. Um, and you kind of, you, you mentioned this a little bit in your answer, but, but who's using OpenStack? Like specifically, tell me, who are we catering to here? Yeah, so it's interesting. It's sort of a who's who at, the, at this point. So, you know, you have a lot of players. The telcos are really, really strong in, in that space. They, they really have all sort of embraced this. But you have everything from from healthcare providers uh, to, to to as I said to financials. So when you think of people who are using OpenStack, you may be talking to people like Walmart from a retail perspective. Cerner is using OpenStack. Bloomberg has said uh, indicated that they're going to go to OpenStack as their core technology going forward. Um, you know, so there's there's a number of them, you know, uh, Bell Canada is, you know, so there's there's all kinds of people who are out there using OpenStack for the flexibility and the scalability that that it mm -hmm. provides and being cost effective. And that's that's really key to it has to be cost effective in terms of uh, versus a AWS or or Azure public cloud. Right, right. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's get into the nitty gritty here. What are we bringing to the table with Net Backup for OpenStack? Like, why should customers choose us? Sure. So, uh, you know, there are a number of features that, that we're bringing into the OpenStack environment. So a lot of people who are in OpenStack, they have a very, uh, they're very, very uh, deep into the technology of 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 uh, hybrid uh, on-prem private cloud computing, you know, using things like containers, Kubernetes, what have you. And so they have a very good comfort level around that type of environment. So we're going to bring a, a modern web UI experience based on Horizon, which is the OpenStack um, uh, GUI environment. Uh, the OpenStack modules are all uh, API driven. They talk to each other vis-a-vis -vis API. So we have, uh, as I said, the Horizon integrated self-service. So this is a multi-tenant solution that opens, OpenStack is a multi-tenant solution and we allow customers to take advantage of that multi-tenancy. So for a service provider, for example, they can offer uh, a backup solution for their clients or their tenants based on uh, uh, our solution so that they can give them a backup solution for their, for, for their customers. Um, APIs for viewing and uh, configuring and reporting, full incremental backups and restores, very granular down to the file and uh, folder restore level within within the OpenStack experience. And so uh, alternate client restores and right out of the box, application awareness for two of the larger uh, databases out there, Oracle and uh, MS SQL and, uh, um, and then a, a number of others also. 
And uh, so it's an agentless solution. So it has a very, very light footprint. So individual tenants or clusters are responsible for managing those environments. And then scalability. So as you scale and add additional uh, tenants or, or VMs in the environment, it just scales the net backup for OpenStack solutions, scales along with OpenStack because it is in OpenStack. And that's really the difference. There's no proxy servers external. There's no uh, going and saying, uh, I have to go extract all this data. And uh, in, so it's a snapshot technology that allows us to make multiple snapshots of point in time. And then we can store that via NFS or S3, any S3 compatible solution. So in fact, it can go to uh, an access appliance. Um, there's total reporting in the environment. So uh, it gives you the ability to really understand and get a good idea of the um, resources you're using within the OpenStack environment for um, NetBackup, uh, using NetBackup for OpenStack. That's excellent. and and. I mean, that, that's a lot of capabilities right there. But when it comes to net backup for OpenStack, do, do companies have to hire specialists to use this? I mean, this is something new and fresh, right? Well, it's it's new and fresh uh, to a certain extent. As I said earlier, we, we've had OpenStack support for, mm -hmm. for a number of years. And so it, it, we don't really, we're not really, we're not really bringing a brand new product to the market. What we're bringing in is, new features that are supercharging the product that we uh, that we are uh, releasing with NetBackup 9.0. And so do customers have to have specialists in, in this area? Well, OpenStack uh, administrators, cloud administrator, OpenStack architects really are looking for something that has a level of comfort for their, their mm -hmm. environment. So hence the, the integration with, with OpenStack as a, as, a, as a cloud native solution, API driven, multi-tenant, they have a great deal of comfort for that. So the terminology used in terms of managing tenants and understanding the OpenStack environment is very comfortable for those administrators as it exists today. So today they go through a lot of manual process and it can be done. I mean, you can go through a lot of manual process, but what we're doing is we're, we're orchestrating and uh, creating a um, optimization solution with OpenStack so that those customers can actually um, feel very comfortable that it's robust because that's what NetBackup has always delivered what is a robust mm -hmm. solution. And furthermore, it ties in to the existing NetBackup uh, environment. So it's an extension of NetBackup. So we're offering this as part of NetBackup. There's no point product, so to speak, that you right. have to buy extra. It is part of your... Uh, it, it will come with net backup and though, and uh, customers are going to be charged on a front end terabyte, uh, just like they are for any sort of cloud environment uh, that exists today uh, with net backup. 
Okay. Okay. I think I know the answer for this question then, but is there anything that backup does differently in OpenStack in comparison in that backup on-prem? Like what can customers expect here? Well, they can just expect uh, non-disruptive backups. So the, the thing with OpenStack is you want to make sure that you have a solution that's non-disruptive. It, it captures mm -hmm. the entire workload application, including all the metadata and the, with these incremental forever snapshots without impacting the cloud operations. So, you know, uh, it, as I said, it's completely agentless. It uses net backup data movers. So right. your backup and recovery operations can execute without additional resources and, and servers. It also provides like one-click recovery. So NetBackup or OpenStack provides an end-to-end point-in-time recovery, giving you the flexibility to restore your application workloads, whether that you want to do it for the purposes of, of you've experienced corruption, you may have experienced some sort of malware. So we talk about ransomware and being able to go and restore to a last known good. Um, it gives you the ability to restore between different OpenStack clouds. And uh, so there's a lot of flexibility. And then, of course, really one of the big things is the self-service management. So this allows customers to go out there and incentivize their tenants, their users, the ability to go out there and manage their own backups. So the backup administrator can keep overall control and understand what they're doing, but they on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, it allows them to do it. So really we have a lot of those features within NetBackup, uh, you know, whether it's NetBackup on-prem and, and OpenStack is typically an on-premises solution, private cloud. Uh, however, we're bringing it to a, uh, we're, we're offering it in a way that OpenStack administrators can feel comfortable with while leveraging all the features for the rest of their environment, uh, the rest of their uh, on-prem environment, as well as their public cloud environment right. through NetBackup for, uh, uh, that they've come to, to, to really rely on. So when we talk about from, you know, the edge to the core to the cloud, we've always talked in many cases, the edge to the core to the public cloud, but really now we're opening it up and saying edge to the core to the private cloud using OpenStack. Mm -hmm. So this is obviously a big step for Veritas and, and for our customers. Where are we going here? Like, how do we envision the future, which is really driving these incredible decisions? Yeah, so so we we kind of are looking at it that um, a lot of customers have invested heavily in public cloud, and they're reaching a point in some cases is their 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 costs associated with that. While really it seems really attractive that you don't have to have any hardware; you just load up your your or software into the infrastructure as a service type of environment that Amazon and, and Azure, and you have unlimited number of VMs you can put out there and unlimited number amounts of storage or containers, uh, blobs in the case of uh, uh, Microsoft. Uh, at some point, it's the cost associated with doing that is going to be offset uh, by the value that you're getting. You, you can only 
spin up so many VMs and use so much storage out there in the public cloud environment. And even though their prices are continually dropping, at some point, you've got to kind of look at those numbers as an IT organization and say, wait a minute, you know, I'm spending, you know, X number of dollars in the public environment, public cloud. But really, I went there originally because the cost was cheap. It was it was easy fast, cheap to go to the public cloud. But now I'm finding is that as I'm just putting more and more resources or applications, resources, things into the public cloud, it becomes a little bit more challenging to to justify that cost. Maybe mm -hmm. we can start to consider to bring some of this stuff in-house. And when you start to take and look at the hard numbers, and you've got to roll in a lot of things into those numbers, not only the cost of hardware, the cost of networking, the cost of managing it, which is what the public cloud gives you really nicely. It's, it's a great solution is that I also have to bring in people who are really comfortable with using this kind of technology on premises, offset by the value you get from reduced costs, the ability to go out there and be very, very flexible, bursting really quickly to expand your environment and managing your security requirements through you know, keystone authentication. So it allows you, you know, today you have security and the public cloud does a great job of security. It was really one of the things that people were hesitant to move to the public cloud on, but now they've done it and they feel fairly comfortable with security. But at the same token, there's a lot of applications that need more and they are limited in what they can get from the public cloud. So in a private environment like OpenStack, you have that, that opportunity to take advantage of all the rich features and projects that OpenStack has mm -hmm. and apply those that are necessary for your, your environment. Okay. Okay. That makes perfect sense. And, uh, and with, with NetBackup for OpenStack, does it, does it really matter which OpenStack platform you're using, like whether it's Red Hat OpenStack or Canonical's Charmed OpenStack? Yeah, it, it, it does to a certain extent coming out of the box. So out of out of the gate, we'll we'll support Red Hat, which is the, probably the biggest purveyor of OpenStack out there mm -hmm. at this point. Um, so uh, and then as we evolve our platform support, uh, Morantis and and Conical uh, will be the uh, next ones that we're going to invest in. Uh, we're already pretty far along in in terms of developing those solutions mm -hmm. so or those support for those those distributions so hopefully it won't take too long but but out of the box uh the initial uh 1.0 type of release will be uh um uh, red hat red hat yeah okay okay so so tell me this what, what's the big takeaway here now bring it on home like what, what do customers really need to know so customers really need to know that if they have an OpenStack environment or they're contemplating an OpenStack environment, they can depend on Veritas NetBackup and NetBackup for OpenStack to offer them a resilient and robust solution for resiliency in their OpenStack environment. And this gives them the ability to feel comfortable that they are going to invest in a platform and a technology, and it is a large investment, but that they also 
feel very good about the fact that they have net backup and net backup for OpenStack supporting the resiliency of that environment. All right. That was awesome. So final big question here. When will this be available to customers? Well, that's the exciting part, Dr. It is available today for customers uh, as part of the 9.0 release. And so customers today can actually start taking advantage of NetBackup for OpenStack and all the new and innovative features that we're bringing to the table with that solution. And then be on the lookout for improvements as we're going along, you know, additional uh, uh, distribution support, as well as greater and greater integration into the core net backup platform. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And I have no doubt we're going to have you on again in the future for even more like awesome conversations like this. Yeah. Hey, I enjoy it. Uh, every time you always ask those, those real probing questions. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So. All right, everyone, we dropped a lot of exciting news and information on you today. Remember, if you have any questions for me or for the expert himself, Doward Wilkinson, submit them on our Vox community using the link in the description, and we'd be happy to get into more details with you. Until next time, thank you for listening, and make sure to tune in to our next episode of the Voice of Veritas podcast, where we dive into some of the latest updates on Optar IT analytics. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye now.